Hello everyone. Um, now today we're gonna, as you can see, we're gonna be talking about my top three favorite horror movies that were never actually made. But before we actually do that, I'd like to uh, I'd like to talk about something in the horror genre that I'm super passionate about, and that being a game called Terrordrome: Rise of the Boogeymen. Uh, it's kind of like Mortal Kombat meets Dead by Daylight. And it's really good. Um, it's got some of the best killers in the genre that you can get up against each other, such as Ghostface, Jason, Freddy Krueger, Chucky, uh, Matt Cordell, Michael Myers, Leatherface, you name it. And um, it's really fun. And I've not been advertised to say this or anything, but I just feel like if you're a massive fan of the horror genre, such as myself, you really should download it, because it's, it's, it's honestly it's one of my favourite games ever, really. Um... Not that I have a play a ton of games, but yeah, for me to say that, it does take a fair amount. So yeah, it is a really good game, and please download it on their website. But anyway, as you can see today, we're going to be going over my top three favourite horror movies that were never made. Um, now, I know that the, the first pick is going to be a controversial one. Um, and honestly, two of these picks are fairly ambiguous, like, there's not a lot about the plot that was let out. Um, but I'm just maybe going to go over my theories as to how it would have gone down type thing. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So this third pick, number three, is quite a controversial one, I think. Um, and that's um, Candyman vs. Leprechaun. That was a thought at one point. Uh and I think Warwick Davis was up for this and everything. I think all the producers from both sides of the productions were up for this. The only reason that the project got shut down was because Tony Todd didn't think it was a good idea. Which I know a lot of people have said, thank God. But I personally really would have liked to seen it. Um, like It would have been really fun and actually quite funny because... You've got these two characters that are quite similar because they're both myth uh, mythological beings that can be summoned in a certain way um, that that kill people and they're extremely powerful and they're sort of very ambitious about their goals. But the only difference is one is a total piss take and completely off his head and then the other one is completely serious about everything he's doing. So that contrast would actually make for some really good jokes, I think. Um, uh, but the big question you're probably thinking to yourself or asking me is, who do I think would win? Um, well, I've done, I believe this was one of the first podcasts I actually did on this account. You could go and check it out. Um, I was talking about this. And I believe Candyman would win, like, not only just due to plot convenience uh, and, like, plot armor but i just think uh if they actually had a, a fight with no plot armor i, th I think i still feel like he'd win just because he takes himself a little more seriously and stuff um but also due to the plot i, I also think he'd win um yeah uh, and as i say i'd just i'd really like to see it because it'd be a really fun movie and i mean Technically, it could still happen. I mean, with the Candyman reboot and the Leprechaun Returns reboot type thing. I, although I doubt we'd be seeing Warwick Davis versus Tony Todd, there is a good chance... Uh, well, not a good chance, but a decent chance 
we could see some sort of interaction uh, between the two. Anyway, at number two, we have um, another Versus and a sequel to a Versus, which is Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. And this is another thing I'm sure I've covered. Uh, this was uh, screened, this was penned, pinned, whatever we say. It was It was an idea that was brought about after the success of Freddy versus Jason, because Freddy versus Jason was by far the biggest uh, and the highest earning movie of either Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, both franchises, so it was a major success. So they wanted to um, do a sequel. Now, I think the reason a sequel didn't come about was budget restraints. Um, that's likely the the idea, the, the truth. Uh, but Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, man, I would kill to see that. Now, they did get a comics version just because of how how many fans wanted to see it in some shape or form and i honestly see the way they handled it in the comics being fairly accurate to the screen um but then there was also they were considering bringing in michael myers at one point uh they were also considering bringing in pinhead as well um seriously they could just bring the whole flipping horror genre in and just have a free-for-all that yeah and that's quite uh, that's quite fun. Uh, I just think it's a fun idea, uh, just like with Candyman vs. Leprechaun. Now, who would win once again? I think due to plot convenience, probably Ash. He'd probably kill all of them if if Pinhead and uh, Michael Myers was there as well. Were there as well. Um, but I also think Ash does have a good chance anyway, just because of how much prep, how how good he is with prep and stuff. Um, and he has faced demons, uh, and demons and beings similar to like Freddy and Pinhead, especially. Uh, and Jason is just like another deadite for him, as is Michael Myers. So it would be interesting to see, uh, and a lot of fun to see. Uh, and I'd just like to, uh, what I really want to see is just have Robert England as Freddy interacting with, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell as Ash. That to me just, it's an incredible idea. Now, I heard something about Ash vs. Evil Dead wanting to sort of uh, um, have a crossover with, was it Freddy? They, they definitely wanted to have a crossover with some other franchise, I heard that. Um, and that, that I think Ash vs. Evil Dead was the closest we would have had. But unfortunately, that show, of course, got shut down, uh, got cancelled three years back. So, although we are still getting more Evil Dead content, and there's rumours of a Friday the 13th reboot again, and a possible Nightmare on Elm Street film with Robert England in again, there's still a kind of possibility, but I just don't think they're going to be able to get the, the budget for it. I mean, it's unlikely enough that we'll be seeing Robert England as Freddy Krueger again, so I think it's even more unlikely that we'll see him in a crossover film, which is unfortunate. Um, but anyway, uh, before we get to my number one, I just want to give a little honourable mention out to uh, Maniac Cop 4. Um, from what I hear, this was only like an idea, and that was it. They didn't really come up with anything else than, oh, let's do a Maniac Cop 4. We did a Maniac Cop 3, so let's do a Maniac Cop 4. Um, 
but probably due to budget it never came about um and the only reason it don't make it is because it's too sort of vague to talk about like at least with Candyman versus Leprechaun and Freddy versus Jason versus Ash I've got sort of an idea of what would go down whereas Maniac Cop 4 could just be absolutely anything so that's the reason it doesn't make the list I'm sure it'd probably be number one if it did but yeah so anyway the actual number one is a film called Phantasm 1999 now, if you know me as a person, I you'll also know that I'm a massive Phantasm fan. It's one of it's one one of my favourite movie franchises of all time. Never mind horror movie franchises, um, especially the fourth, uh, second, and first film. I just absolutely adore them. Um, and I heard because I have a little booklet with the box set, which was the main reason I did this broadcast actually. Um, I heard that uh, the guy who wrote, um, well, co-wrote Pulp Fiction, um, the name Roger Avery, um, who, who of course shared it with Quentin Tarantino, um, he sort of came to Don Coscarelli and asked for permission to write another Phantasm film to wrap up the entire series. Um, and... This was exciting news for any Phantasm fan at the time because he did write the the screenplay and, of course, it was called Phantasm 1999. And apparently he said it would have been a, like, cross between Dawn of the Dead, Escape from New York and Aliens. Um, and not everyone could even read the script before it eventually got binned. Um, but... There is a there is like a little summary of how it would have gone down. So, if you're um, if you're sitting down and you're also a Phantasm fan and you want to listen to what would have happened, then get yourself comfy. So, Phantasm nineteen ninety nine. Years have passed by and Reggie has been suffering from bad dreams of his old friend Mike, who has been abducted by the Tormund. Half of the United States has been closed off due to infect to an infectious plague caused by the Tormund. Uh, Reggie risks his life and enters the plague zone. On his journey, he meets up with a government suicide squad on a mission to destroy the Tall Man and his dimension. They team up to put an end to the Tall Man once and for all. Reggie joins the quest in, in hope to save his friend Mike from certain death, or worse, at the hands of the Tall Man. They discover that in order to defeat him, they must break through a vast industrial mortuary complex enter through the space gate and do final battle with the tall man on, his red, on the red planet where he continues to build up his army of reanimated corpses. So, yeah, that, that's basically the, uh, the whole uh, idea, the concept. And the budget was 15 million, which is... I mean, for Hollywood, that's not really much, but for Phantasm, Jesus Christ... Like I'm pretty sure the highest budget Phantasm film was the second one, and that that one was under five million, just under. And this is three times that budget. Um, even the first one only had a budget of say around maybe one thousand. Uh, sorry, one million two hundred fifty thousand. So this was an outstanding amount. Um. But yeah, the only problem was um, when 
Coscarelli and uh, Roger went around trying to get penned and, and filmed, the studios, you know, they weren't too happy with it. They thought it was too risky to, to do because it'd be a waste of money. Um, because they even at one point considered having um, Bruce Campbell in a leading role in the film, which once again, that would have just been outstanding. Like, that, they could have even had it as Ash. Like, they could have had Ash with Reggie fighting the tall man. Um, maybe even throw the Necronomicon in there somewhere. Um, and yeah, they, they considered to have Bruce Campbell as Reggie's sort of new sidekick. And unfortunately, though, it wasn't enough to secure the financing. And it would have been probably the best Phantasm film ever, really. Um, yeah, so it, it's quite annoying. And the funny thing is, the horror... The, as I say, the reason it was risky was because the horror genre was unheard of at the time. It wasn't really popular. Uh, in 1999 because uh, as you know the most popular horror movies that were around back then was stuff like Scream and even Scream's influence wasn't enough to save mainstream horror um, it was only enough to sort of breathe new life into it so but you know if they'd have just waited another few years they could have possibly got the film uh, out and they eventually retitled Phan uh, Phantasm 1999 to Phantasm's End. And I was just really upset when I heard that it never got screened. But instead we got Phantasm Oblivion in 1998, which is my favourite Phantasm film ever. So, you know, maybe by my standards, I'm quite happy that 1999 uh, wasn't made. But still it does leave the mind to wonder now the reason i put it at number one not only because i'm a massive phantasm fan but also because of the detail of the plot like this film was clearly serious it was it was for real almost made and that's upsetting because it would have been really good and possibly the best phantasm film ever um and the, and they, they they did clearly use some of the ideas from Phantasm 1999 into uh, Ravager, the the last film of the franchise, uh, like with the whole plague idea, especially, and fighting the tall man in his own dimension. And I mean, I could see why if you've got an Oscar, well, partly Oscar winning writer behind the script. But it just goes to show there's a lot of directors out there, uh, like big famous stars who are Phantasm fans, I heard somewhere that J.J. Abrams is a Phantasm fan, and, you know, Captain Phasma in uh, Star Wars, she's called Captain Phasma because her armour reminded J.J. Abrams of the spheres from Phantasm. And, yeah, so there you go. Even things like Star Wars, mainstream... Like, Star Wars is the highest-earning film franchise of all time, and even they... Even some of the scriptwriters behind that are Phantasm fans. And I just like hearing that because it's a great franchise and it's incredibly underrated. One of the best, one of the best franchises ever by it, by my standards, by my opinion. Um, honestly, a lot of people I see who know Phantasm 
are just people who watched the first film or maybe the second film in the cinema when they were a kid and they were just going back for memories and that kind of hurts a bit because well you know that's not much is it um and of course the most popular phantasm film is the first um I mean, at the time, it was actually a very, very popular film, surprisingly. It got, was it the same amount as the first Halloween at the box office? So it is a wonder how Phantasm isn't as mainstream as it is, especially considering characters like Slenderman are so obviously based off the tall man. Yeah. So there you go. Um, they're my top three horror favourite horror movies that were never made. Um... I'm sure that all three of those would be some of my favourites. Um, well, maybe not Candyman vs. Leprechaun, but I know that would be fun anyway. So thank you for, for, for listening, and um, well, I'll speak to you whenever I next speak to you. Bye-bye.